This Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Bellasita, who's on the line. Good morning. Good morning. It's Sister Liberty. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Sister Liberty. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to both of you. Thank Happy you. Wednesday to you. Thank yes. you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling. I'll go right ahead. Hi. Good morning. This is Sister Sylvia. Um, I haven't been on the call for a little while. I have a prayer request, please. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. My daughter, her name is Kalita, was in a tragic car accident last week on Ash Wednesday. Um, So bad where the car was literally split in half. Um, She suffered severe heart injury. But the praise report is that she's alive, she's recovering well, she's looks to she's gonna have a full recovery. And she's in her room just praising God every day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. total and complete healing for her. Full recovery in the name of Jesus. And you said her name is Kalita, right? Yes, yes. K H A. L E D A H. Halida. Go. Okay. Thank you.
Yes, we will be praying for your needs. Good morning, Sister Yvonne, and happy Wednesday to you. Thank you so much. Good morning, Valuable. She's talking about my daughter, Amina. Oh, yes, please keep her. Oh, her niece. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. But she said her niece. She's talking about my daughter, Amina. Yeah. And also um, her fiancé, Travoy, and his friend. But you can just keep them lifted together. And good morning, Valuable. I'm so excited, y'all. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited. To you. Are you ready for this identity? I love this topic. I'm so excited, sis. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. This is going to be That's another topic. good month. <laughs> yes. Yes. Happy Wednesday to you, Mona. To you too, Valuable. Thanks. Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you, too. God bless. God bless you as well. Thank you. Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who is on the line. Good morning, morning. Valuable. Good morning, 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 Declare Victory. Happy Wednesday. Wait while you wait, because he, the Almighty, is worth the wait. I just want to put a friendly reminder out there. If you guys aren't talking or speaking or, or greeting or saying good morning, please place your phones on mute. It's so important that we uh, protect the integrity of the call, be mindful and respectful for those who are talking, just so we can, um, you know, just make sure that the call is clear and there's no feedback. So if we can do that, we can just please uh, remind ourselves just to keep check, double check, and triple check our phones just to make sure they're on mute. Thank you. And good morning to you, Restorator Rochelle, and thank you so much for that reminder. Good morning, good morning. Wanda. Good morning, Wanda. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning and happy Wednesday. It's Krishanda. God bless. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. God bless you as well. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Hey, Christina Joy. I just want to say good morning to you. Good morning, Christina Joy. Happy Wednesday to you and your beautiful babies. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Uh, yes, good morning. This is Joyce. Happy Wednesday, and God bless you all. Good morning, Joyce. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. 
We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of March, where our monthly theme is entitled Identity. The declarers will focus on the importance of discovering, embracing, and allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest our God-ordained identities in Christ. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have a couple of prayer requests. The first one is from Sister Sylvia. She's asking for prayer for her daughter, Kalila. Kalia. And she was in a car accident. It was a really bad car accident. And she's in the hospital right now, but she is recovering. So let's just pray for total and complete recovery for Kalia. Sister Yvonne is asking for prayer for Amina Travoy and um, their friend who was in a car accident on Saturday. So we'll pray for complete healing for them and a full recovery for them as well. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration by Dion, and then closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Rochelle. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we bless you for your mercy and your grace. We bless you simply because you allowed us to see another day. We bless you because you are God. And above you, there is none other. So, Father, we take a moment to slow down, even the start of our day, to sit with you in prayer, in praise, and in thanksgiving for all that you've done, 
for all that you are and for all that you will be. Father, we realize that had it not been for your mercy and your grace, had it not been for your plans for our life, many of us wouldn't be here today. So before we ask you for anything, we make it a point to stop, reflect, and to thank you for everything. Father, there is no limit to your goodness. There is no limit to your mercy and to your grace. And if we're honest, there is no limit to the things that we can thank you for. God, from the most minute to the greatest, God, we realize that every good and perfect gift that we've received has come from you. Father, we thank you for every outcome, hallelujah, that worked in our favor we realize it came from you. Father, we thank you for every difficult time, for every obstacle, for every challenge that shaped and refined us, that moved us out. God, it was for our making. And even though it didn't feel good in the process, Father, we thank you that on the other side, we can look back and say that it was for my good and that this was actually the Lord's doing. And now it is marvelous in our eyes. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for every door that we felt like should have been open, but that was closed. Father, we thank you for how you taught us patience and how you sustained us. Father, we thank you for how you continue to make and to mold and to shape us into your image. Father, we thank you that even as we sit at today years old, you are still creating and defining inside of us who we are supposed to be. Father, we thank you that we can look at you. We can look at your word and see a reflection of our identity. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the um, ability to be called sons and daughters. We thank you for being engrafted into your family. Father, we thank you for the work that you did on Calvary's cross. We thank you that you loved us so much that you commended your love towards us and you sent your son to die on our behalf. Father, every now and then it's good for us to stop and remember. We thank you for the blood that was shed. Father, we thank you that it still works and that it will never lose its power. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the humility Hallelujah, that Jesus showed us he went to the cross. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah, that he didn't change his mind. We thank you that he said, nevertheless, thy will be done. And so, Father, even as you're equipping us with a nevertheless, we thank you. Father, we lift up the prayer request that was spoken this morning. We lift up those, hallelujah, that were in car accidents and that are recovering. God, we thank you for sparing their lives. We thank you for Kalia, God. We ask that you would continue to heal and to mend her body back together. We thank you for all of the young people that are represented on this line today through their parents and their aunts and uncles and grandparents and godparents. Father, we thank you for those that are still dedicated to praying. Hallelujah. And to covering those with prayer that are out in the world, Father, we ask that you would just do what only you can do, and that's to be a fence. Hallelujah. All around them. Every day, Father, we lift up those that are hospitalized with sicknesses and illness. Father, we lift up Chris Jackson to you today. Thanking you for your sustain. 
sustaining power. Thanking you, God, that every day is a different miracle. And Father, we just bless you because we believe your report on today. We thank you for hope and optimism. Father, we ask that it will be infectious. Hallelujah. And that it will take hold. Hallelujah. And that you would do. Father, what no other power can do, and that's to let your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. We lift up Aisha, praying for her continued strength and resilience on today, praying for her heart. God, we ask that you would just encourage her and charge her with supernatural hope and belief. We ask that you would rest her body, God. Recover her body, God, in the name of Jesus, in her mind. We ask that you would touch Robert Smith on this morning, God, and that you would bless him, even in the stabilization of his emotions. Father, we come against depression and anxiety. Father, even those that are on this law and that may be experiencing instability in their emotions, Father, we thank you that there is no condition, there is no disorder, there is no emotion or symptom that can stand before you, God. And so we lift up anxiety, we lift up depression, we lift up anger and frustration and all of those things that will separate us from your will and from doing your work, Father. We ask that you would do what only you can do. Hallelujah, through the work of your word, Father, I'm asking that when these things come upon us, that our first thought is to turn to your word as opposed to worry, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up those that are suffering from serious mental illnesses, God. We ask that you would do what only you can do. You are the ultimate intervention. You are the ultimate treatment plan. God, there is no treatment outside of you. We thank you for those that you have, those that, that you have given to provide health care, God. We thank you for physicians and for doctors and for dentists and for therapists. But God, even we recognize that you are the great physician and you have never lost a patient. So on today, God, we yield to your expertise. We yield to your care plan. We yield to your prescriptive measures. Father, we thank you for the word on today, for it is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our pathway. It is the instrument that teaches us how to live day by day. So, Father, we thank you for the word on this morning. Father, we lift up all of those that are in caregiving positions this morning. Father, we lift up those that are unhoused, those that are unstable in their housing and in their employment, God, those that are sleeping outside right now. Father, we ask that you would do what only you can do, just like you send supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, we ask that you would send supernatural warmth that defies the mind. God, we thank you for preserving life, even on the streets during this cold snap. Uh, 
Hallelujah. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. Hallelujah. As you continue to sustain and keep us. Thank you, Jesus. We ask that you would do, hallelujah, what you can do, Father. We ask that you would touch every church that's open in your name, every pastor that's standing in your name, every missionary, every intercessor that's standing in the gap. Father, we thank you for those that have made a vow to you and they have committed to not turning back through hard times, through high waters, through hell. God, that they are on the battlefield for the Lord. They made a vow, God, and we ask that you would bless them, Father. We ask that you would bless them. We ask that you would look on the school children as they get ready for school this morning. We thank you in advance for keeping them safe from hurt, harm, and danger. We thank you, God, that you continue to rebuke the devourer for their sake, God. We thank you that they won't come in contact with anything that will harm them or derail their destiny. We thank you that they are good learners, that they are good listeners. We thank you that they are capable, that they have capacity to be obedient and to learn. We thank you, God, that they will not be marginalized. They will not be in the lowest percentile of their grade. We thank you for great and mighty things that you have ordained over their lives. Father, we thank you for our children because they are our inheritance, but more importantly, God, that they are born into your lineage. So, Father, we thank you even for our adult children. We thank you that you are still calling them, that you are still protecting them. Father, we thank you that you are stalking them, and we ask that you would do that until they come to you. Your word says that every knee will bow. And Father, we thank you in advance that our children will bow voluntarily, that they will come to know you as Lord and Savior, and that they will come and serve you voluntarily. So Father, every petition that was lifted up, we stand in agreement with it and ask that your will be done. Father, we lift up those petitions that were not spoken, those that are still being written on the tablets of our hearts. We thank you because you know all. You see all. You're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. You're omniscient. So God, you know our thoughts are far off. So even those prayer requests that didn't make it in, those that haven't been formulated yet, we lift those up to you. Father, we lift up every household that's represented on the line today, thanking you for the sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah, for it is our pleasure to be with you this morning as we await your word. So as we take our phones off of you, we do so with joy and enthusiasm, recognizing that you hear us when we pray. And so, Father, we thank you that our destiny is safe in your hands. We thank you, God, that your grace and mercy continues to prevail. We thank you for how you continue to guide our pathway. Father, we thank you how you continue to direct us, God. We thank you. Hallelujah, that you for us. Father, we thank you that you have never failed us, you've never forsaken us. Thank you that you are a trustworthy and one time God. We thank you, God, that you have never lost the Father, 
grateful for a brand new month. We are walking into, or shall I say, marching into uh, the last month of the first quarter. Can you believe it? I mean, the year is snapping by. Nevertheless, it's another wait while we wait Wednesday. You guys know what that means. It is our set fast day. The day that we have set aside for fasting and for prayer. It's the day that we connect a little bit later on today, around about 5 p.m., in an effort to um, solidify or seal the prayers, the petitions, the requests, um, the laments that we have before the Lord together as a group. For those of you that um, opt to fast, again, it's completely optional. We always give the disclaimer that if, in fact, you are um, under a doctor's care or specific medical orders, um, make sure that you do something that will not um, conflict with whatever your medical instructions are. So for us, the goal is to push back our plate from now until 5 p.m. where we meet right back here just to go into a little bit of corporate praise. We had a phenomenal 20, I guess, maybe 20, well, 25 days worth of <clears throat> specifically talking about Holy Spirit and engaging the Holy Spirit, the power, the um, who he is, how he operates, the personality of Holy Spirit, and so much more. Um, and, and I love how God uh, gives me the order way in advance. I, I, I never really understand um, why he gives it to me. I'm just grateful that he does. And now here we are on March 1st, walking into identity. If you spent the last 30 days with us, this um, ought to be uh, an enlightening time for you because now you know that you are empowered to prevail. You are empowered, enriched, and enlightened to, to win. Um, and, and you have every single thing that you need inside of you to do it uh, with tenacity and with fervor. And so um, it is my great pleasure this morning to jumpstart our theme and just to lay a bit of foundation <clears throat> as we talk about identity. Identity. My question would be this morning, and if I were you, I'd grab um, a, a little notebook and something to write with only because I'm going to use several different scriptures in order to kind of put things in context. Um, but more than anything, um, there will probably be key words and catchphrases that will um, grab your attention. And my prayer this morning is, Father, in the name of Jesus, that every word that proceeds out of my mouth be um, supported by your power, that it be uh, released and enlightened with your authority that you've given me. I thank you in advance that someone's life will forever be changed after the next 25 days that we spend talking about the truth of identity in you, God, not identity that the world gives, but the oneness that you placed 
down on the inside of us from the foundation of the earth. I thank you that every word will answer to the truth of what you've already decreed in the heavens, that it would be made manifest here in the earth. I pray, Father, that you would give me supernatural teaching power this morning, that something would be restored in someone's identity, that something would be awakened in someone's Spirit, that something would be shaken in someone's soul in an effort to reconcile the truth of what heaven has already declared over our lives. It's in the matchless name of Jesus we ask the Father. Amen. And God, I bless you. And so this morning, <clears throat> I want to take my time because this this piece very similar to, um, well, anything concerning kingdom building, kingdom solidification, kingdom growth and enrichment means uh, more to me that I can really explain. Uh, the word says it like this, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. It, it is super exciting to get to a place now, keeping in mind that there is nothing perfect about me. I will never declare that from the rooftops. But what I will say is um, my day-to-day declaration is, God, that every day you'd find me where you sent me, not where I choose to go. And so um, knowing who we are, knowing what we bring to the table, knowing what we offer the world as conduits of kingdom efforts, as citizens, of heaven as ambassadors and joint heirs with the only true and wise God is an absolute honor, privilege, and an honor to stand um, as an oracle of God, to be able to share the heart of the Father because you know his mind, because you are in right relationship from a place of true identity. Yesterday, I, I overheard a conversation, um, well, a couple of different conversations. I, I have a tendency to put myself in positions to be in places that give me access to information that not everybody will <laughs> will necessarily get. And, and the reason being is not for anything other than um, that I am not ignorant to the devices of the devil. <clears throat> Some people uh, will, will prejudge people based upon their preference. But how many of you know that as believers, we, we have to be open to different in order to get to better, uh, in order to get to definite? So I said all of that to say I was listening to a conversation yesterday, yesterday for the Nation of Islam. It was Savior's Day. Yesterday it was Savior's Day. Uh, the Honorable, uh, I was going to say Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Farrakhan actually did a declaration from his wheelchair for about three hours on yesterday. He addressed the nation and the things uh, to come. He began to declare that uh, we are approaching uh, Armageddon and and how destitute the world is. He told his followers um, to to begin to pre- prepare. He did, but he didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna leave that right there. You can go look it up if you'd like. Um, 
I, I promise I'll make all this make sense. And uh, there was also a um, an address from President Joe Biden on yesterday, and he fooled around and he slipped up and he uh, stated that he had cancer and they didn't catch it fast enough. They didn't bloop it because it was live TV. Um, so there's lots of chit chatter about that. Now y'all know I'm not a political buff. I don't really care about all of that. I'm not. Um, I'm not interested in FOI, which is uh, the fruit of Islam or anything like that. But God is so strategic that He will give you access to things so that you stay aware of who you are. <laughs> Right, I'm not. I'm not saying any of this to to frighten you or make you uncomfortable or anything like that. And I promise I'll give you scripture text to go with all of this. It'll all make sense at the end. I said all of that to say <clears throat> there are so many things happening in the world, and for those that are godless, for those that don't know who they are, there are so many winds blowing that there is instability in the world in such a way um, that if you don't have your life anchored in the truth, not a truth, because there are many truths according to uh, him or her, them or they, uh, he or she, <laughs> we or it, this or that. There's so many different um, scenarios in the world that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you don't actively spend time reading your word for yourself, if you are not engaged outside of Sunday morning worship services, listen, it can be not just complicated, but you have a possibility of being lost. And as I listened to this conversation, um, and I listened to the confusion. So if you've ever spent any type of time with me, my ears are so sensitive. I will, mm, to say it simply, like I'm known to scream at the top of my lungs or to slide off of a seat or to say, shut up, at the, like for real. Like I, I almost panic, right? So I'm listening to this spirit talk, because he wasn't just talking about the Savior's Day thing. There was a thing behind it, like he had a whole bunch of words, and I could hear the confusion. And what I remember emphatically is that he said, well, he gave the address, but man, he didn't give us no solution. He didn't tell us what to do. He didn't, he didn't tell us, you know, like how to operate or handle this or handle that. And I'm thinking in my mind, um, and the, the, the vernacular is very different. But my skin started to crawl because of the sound of his voice. And after a while, which is why we talk about sound so much here, from a place of true identity, the the Bible says, and they shall know the truth and the truth shall make them free. Uh, the word also says that my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow, right? This is a season where um, I also have a, a really uh, a very dear friend whose child is, uh, now I, I'll even use my own as an example. My, my son struggles with spirituality, 
because of how he's seen me be treated by quote unquote church people. My son struggles uh, with how he identifies uh, who God is because of the, the feng shui and the dysfunction with himself and his father. His identity is challenged because of the interaction and the lack thereof of understanding what it looks like to have a father. For those of you that have not uh, been parented by a father, to actually uh, be able to embrace the idea of the love of a father has the tendency to be a chore. Girlfriends, uh, uh, son, let us know that uh, they're preparing for what is to come and the the religion of Hebrew Israelism is um, it's almost how the the nation was once upon a time for uh, young men that struggle with relationship with their parents. They struggle with relationships with authority because of the authoritative nature of it, because of the structure, uh, because of the uh, uh, the appearance of strength. My son is attracted to it. Between that and there's a thing called Moors. There, listen, there are so many things in the world trying to gain our attention, y'all. Um, there are so many different uh, ideas, so many different understandings. So let's back up just a little bit. And I want to give you the basic Webster's Marion Dictionary definition of the word identity, right? Um, and I want you to follow me. Here is where, uh, if you want, you can grab your piece of paper. But I, I'm saying all of this because I need you to know um now is not the time to be lackadaisical about relationship with Abba. Now is is not the time to be like, well, yeah, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of not, I kind of think he's raw, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he knows my heart. L- listen, and it's not that. We are in a, a time where you need to know why you believe what you believe, and you need to be concrete about it. So much so that nothing can shake you, that nothing can pull you, that nothing can distract you. And so here, let's do this. Um, sorry, I had five million different um, tabs open. One second, guys. Um. Okay. All right. So we're just going to go to the Hebrew, uh, Merriam-Webster's, the, the, I was going to say the Hebrew, but we'll do that too. But, um, okay. So it says the distinguished character or personality of an individual identity. In other words, individuality, right? The relation established, listen, by psychological identification. Psychological, which means it absolutely has a mental posture. Um, Psychological identification, the condition of being the same with something described or asserted. The, The condition of being the same with something described or asserted. Sameness, 
of essential or generic character in different instances. Sameness in all that constitutes the object of uh, the objective reality of a thing or oneness. Get this identity, the an equation that is satisfied for all values of a symbol. I know that's a lot. I, I just said a lot. Um, you, you would think it would be simpler than that, but let's use for a working definition the distinguished character or personality of an individual, the distinguished character or personality of an individual, distinguished. Um, the, the mathematical definition of uh, identity, uh, that's the one that kind of did it for me. The mathematical definition means that all sides add up identity. It means no matter what you, how you work the the um, the problem, how you work the or attempt to solve the problem at the end, it always ends up the same. The number is irreplaceable. You can't shift it. You can't change it. It has an identity. So the equation always ends up being the same, right? So at the end of the day, um, once we do the math. It always ends up being a, a, a oneness, a different type of identified posture, position. Um, it can't be shifted. It can't be moved. And the truth is, in all of our identity, uh, until we get to a place where we actually, until we all do the math internally, when you start to understand how God puts you together, when you get to recognize recognizing uh, the truth of who he says you are, how he stated you as an equation, when you understand that everything concerning how he moves and operates means that there is addition or multiplication, something comes from you, but ultimately there is a oneness that never changes. Let's go to uh, the word real quick, and I'm going to take you to the beginning, and every person on the planet should know this. This should become a part of the fiber of your being. You should know this scripture inside and out. It's Genesis, the first chapter, the 27th verse, and it reads as so. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. In the beginning, that hello from the foundation of the earth, from jumpstart, he made you just like him. Ironically, as I sat and overheard these different conversations, it's really cute how uh, from the Torah to uh, the, the Quran to uh, the the um, there is a, oh gosh, what is it called? There's a specific word for the King James Bible that um, the Hebrew Israelites use. It's King James, but it has alterations in it. Nevertheless, it's funny how they use the same text and shapeshift. And most of the time, what will happen is the word is manipulated to accommodate the identity they force you to put on. If you look at anybody that lives from a law perspective, um, from, from an Old Testament preview, uh, who has not yet accepted the truth of what grace offers all of us, um, 
Therein lies the confusion because the Mosaic law is taken as the only truth, the only law, which means that you have to govern yourself. It means that you are responsible for being good. It means that you uh, owe the world to honor uh, the, the primary laws that Moses laid out, and the law is not God. The law did not establish your identity. Your identity was set and established before the law was created by Moses. Right? All right, so so let's let's go a little further uh concerning scripture. Um let's let's look at uh Jeremiah one and five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. See, here's the thing that most of us don't know, that even the role and responsibility that we play concerning kingdom was already predestined. It was already preordered. It was, it's kind of like when you go on a website and um, uh, you have in mind something that you want to purchase from Amazon, per se, uh, something that may be custom. I, I'll use Cynthia as an example. Cynthia made me uh, my favorite coffee mug. And this coffee mug, I had no idea it was coming. And it has multiple pictures of my kids and my niece and my mom, the people that are near and dear to me, the people that I love, right? Um, and she ordered it without my knowledge. She ordered it and she sent it to me. And when I got it, I was not just happy that I got it. It's a beautiful, beautiful mug. She pre-ordered it without me knowing. And when I got it, it was something not only that I could use, uh, but something that I could cherish because it reflected everything that I am. And it, it encompassed my children, my mother, all these different things. God has already um, put things in the atmosphere, in the earth. I didn't know a, a mug was coming. I wasn't expecting a mug to show up, right, with everything that I thought would be special on it. And she took the time to do it. See, God has taken the time uh, to fashion who you are to the nations. Here in Jeremiah, the first chapter and the fifth verse, when he declares uh, it pre-adventure, right, uh, that, that here he was talking about Elijah in, in, this uh i mean ezekiel in this particular passage right so we always hear uh jeremiah uh uh 20 29 11 i believe and so everything that you are according to what is written in heaven you were identity we're talking about oneness and agreement with what already was established 1 Corinthians 12 and 27, now you are the body of Christ. Now, here it is that Jesus has come in, in, in the, in the uh, four Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Here, here we have Jesus has come to establish some things, to get some, some order together. And um, now grace is not only in full swing, but it's an operation in such a way that you now have access um, to the Father, not, not just access to the Father, but now you have access to Holy Spirit living inside of you, keeping you mindful 
of what was stated from the foundation of the earth, <laughs> keeping you cognizant at all times. And listen, you were hand-selected for this. Let's, let's do 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 first, and then I'm going to do 1 Peter 2 and 9. So 1 Corinthians 12 and 7 says, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. That means everybody has a specific role to play. That means nothing is happenstance. Nothing is accidental or coincidental. If you are part of the body, it's like if you look at the, the map of the body, the hands, the fingerprint, if you look at the, the soles of the feet, all of us, uh, every single item, everything, every ridge on our fingertips has a purpose. Every spot in our hand is connected to something. It could be adrenal. It could be uh, 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 your your T cells. It could be there's so many different things that you don't even just for not knowing, just for not being made aware, just for not having investigated certain things. Every part of your body has a specific use. So First Peter two and nine it says, but you are chosen people, identity, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This is the part that I love about um, kingdom citizenship. The word says it like this, none can come lest he be drawn, right? That means that out of all the people in the world, out of all the listening ears on the planet, um, out of all the folks that you are connected to, uh, he chose you to hear his voice. Again, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. See, some of us, uh, you, you can't just tell me anything, first of all. That's, that's, let's clear that up. You can't just tell me the moon is going to sit on the roof. Yeah, well, no, I need, you, you need to show me that. Because if it does not cooperate with this uh, this word that I'm aware of, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, God has said things outside of the word, but when you know who you are, like you you can't come tell me to read a final call, and you and 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 again, don't get me wrong, this is not me criticizing. It's it's not what I'm gonna do because that's not how I hear the voice of God. Everybody has their own. Um, moment of awakening, their own moment of realization. And, and for some people, it's different, right? All right, let, let's go a little bit further uh, in the Word of God. Galatians 3, 27 and 28. Galatians 3, 27 and 28. It says, for all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed themselves with Christ. So if you've ever had a, a, a moment, a season of baptism where um, you went through the confessions, uh, according to Romans, right? And you've gone through um, having the, the conversation of Christ, him crucified, uh, him hung on the cross and buried and raised again, right, with all power in his hands. There is neither Jew nor Gentile. That means there that segregated moment is over, that he came for the Jew and the Gentile alike neither slave nor free. That means wherever you came from, if you are the set-apart one, you now have not only action, but everything in your life has the 
potential um, to change, to shift. Nor is there male or female, for you are all one. Remember we said identity is oneness, one in Christ Jesus. And so um, as, as we continue to go into this study, right, um, as we continue the journey here, um, there are a couple of different passages. When I remember when the Lord really, really started to deal with me about sonship. So much so that I would have um, Bible studies and stuff in my house with people individually to help them grasp the idea. Um, I, I remember, and for somebody else that's listening in this moment, uh, I remember growing up in church and feeling like a slave, like Jesus was this ogre, like a boogeyman, and and I was gonna always, I was always gonna be in trouble, and I would never be able to get anything right. And the truth is that real like you you never perfect anything the only difference is you start to stand up in the truth of identity in Christ and some things you don't even consider and certain stuff I'm just not gonna do anymore I don't want to do that I'm not going there I don't want to do that I'm not about to fight you I'm not cussing you out I'm not dealing with a whole bunch of road rage stuff I like at this point some stuff I just understand, and it has nothing to do with anything other than agreement with who God said I was from the foundation of the earth. And as I started to come into this identity, moving from slave mentality, <clears throat> walking out of slave mentality into saying, but wait, he, he calls me friend. I was like, that, like that's a big, big deal. But he, he calls me friend because I cherish his friendship. I cherish the relationship that we've established. I have um, made an active decision to walk in right relationship with him, right? And, and so then you go from slave to friend um, to child of God. And, and then I started to understand that that being a child of God, because because we are we are the children of the Father, and and that is one of those ali ali oxen free postures, one of those you know he treats us all equally. Yeah, that that's all good, but it still came with a pauper mentality or a poverty mentality, like uh, almost like a foster child or. A stepchild. And then I started to understand the power of adoption. Now, you guys heard me talk about the foster children that I have. Well, I have several friends that have gone through the entire process of the full adoption um, with uh, maybe a, well, children that were in the foster care system. Um, and and it, it is so amazing to watch as they raise these children that were created just for them. I have a girlfriend whose son is 14, 13 or 14, and listen, the boys at 14, they be off the chain, y'all. 14 to 17 is the devil in my mind. And so it's, it's an amazing thing to watch her um, parent her adopted son the same way I would parent my, my foster children, my own biological children, um, but with no gaps, with no blur. That's just man that he's in her will he's you know anything that she has access to he's on her benefits every single thing about her son is um solidified it has uh, uh when you go before the the magistrate when you go through an adoption process there is a 
stamp. There is a seal that the judge actually puts on uh, the certification, the paperwork, the classified information that declares that this person cannot drop you off somewhere and be like, yeah, I've changed my mind. No, ma'am, that child belongs to you. No, sir, that child now bears your name. That means that if you die and your last will and testament includes them, or even if it doesn't, if it goes through probate, this is who is going to inherit everything from you. When you start to understand that we've been adopted, <laughs> that we've been adopted into the body of Christ fully and wholly with no reservations, with no lacking of anything, that there is a seal according to the word of God that we are his sons. We are, we have access. And, and the difference between being a child of God and being a son of God and walking into identity is that that sonship, again, is not about gender. It's not about trying to make your, your daughter a son. It's literally about understanding, adopting and owning the posture of what it means to be the son of a king. It means that technically you are next in line, that the inheritance, the decision-making, the um, the instructions that would be given, you're responsible for. It's a position in the kingdom. It's like being seated at the right hand of the Father. And no, I'm not calling you Jesus. But what I'm telling you is once you start to understand who God says you are, what the word of God declares over your life, it changes uh, what you expect from yourself. It changes what you expect yourself to experience experience because as royalty, uh, there are certain things we just don't do. I've never seen a, a king go put gas in his car. I've never seen a, a, a prince uh, make a, a, a scrambled egg sandwich. I, I've never experienced, and you know, I haven't spent time uh, in, in a whole bunch of royal palaces, but I have spent time in the presence of people who have chefs and cooks and butlers and um, au pairs and uh, things of that nature, people that come into their house to assist them. See, when you understand what you have access to, certain stuff you just don't do anymore. I'm not doing that. And, and not even from a high-minded perspective, but because it's available, there are things, you guys, that when we get to a place of true identity, there are things that are available to you. There are things that you have access to because of not just who you are, but because of whose you are. There are places that God will send you that you have been fully equipped to operate in, but you can't walk into them and be confused about who God says you are. You can't walk into full purpose and full swing if you're still uh, stressing over whether or not he's going to meet your need. Ah, Listen, there are certain things that you have to understand about who you belong to as a citizen of the kingdom, that God has things in store for you, but you still worried because you don't know who you are. Who are you? Not what do you do? <laughs> not what's your title? Not what's your position? Who are you? Who are you? What is it rooted in? Are you what mama said when she said, uh, you just like your daddy? Listen, Genesis 1 and 27, read that. Get to know that. Let that become a, a pattern of your conversation that you understand. I was made in the likeness and the image of God. Listen, 
not only was I made in the likeness and the image of God, but this sonship thing, um, God unlocked the mystery of the truth of me being a son of the Most High God. God helped my heart to expand to a place where not only I receive it, but I begin to walk in the authority of sonship. Help me to embrace the adoption and know that the process is completed, that the stamp and the seal is right there over my life, hovering, waiting for me to answer to the truth of who I am. Help me get into it. Help me not just understand it, but interpret it with my whole heart so that I don't I don't want to live up to potential. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. I want to do everything that he said he sent me to do. I I I come this morning um for for the quit, for the give up in anybody that's listening, for the, the person that's frustrated with where you are and why you are, where you are. I come this morning to tell you, listen. It's a, it's a journey. It's a process. But it begins with an agreement. It begins with, Father, I agree with what you've written of me in the heavens. My identity is not my imagination. It's not the thing that I created to survive, but it is specific to kingdom use, like he did with Elijah, uh, like he did with Elisha, like he did with Ezekiel, like he did with David. Listen, uh, uh, every single one of us has a kingdom use, even if it's to be a Judas. How about that? Right? All of us have a par for the course, and it's rooted in knowing your identity. My prayer is that even today, for those that are fasting, that today you would seek the will of God for you to be enlightened, that you would really understand what that sonship idea looks like, that God will begin to unlock, to unscale your eyes, to unplug your ears so that you can hear his voice clearly with regard to next steps. For many people, they made a whole bunch of New Year's resolutions and New Year's plans, and they nothing done. You're still trying to figure out where to start, right? That comes from that broken place and identity. I'm not, I'm not high side, and I'm talking about what I know, right? <laughs> okay, um, I'm sorry. I went, I went on me a good little tangent. Um, it's seven o three. So what I'll do is I will open up the call. For any new callers, this may be your first time calling um, and you haven't had an opportunity to say good morning, I pray that something that was said blessed you, encouraged you, inspired you, and equipped you um, to challenge what you've allowed. Is there anyone on the call that is new that has never said good morning before? Anybody? All right, and if not, are there any fellas before the ladies go ham? Any any of the men that are on the call that want to wish us a happy march before we get into it? Good morning, guys. Yo, yo, yo. Happy morning. Happy March. Happy March. That's Dawson and and Brother Eric. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Dion. Happy March. Good morning, Dale. March. Amen. Thank you. Hey, good morning, family. Seventy's on the call. Hey, say good morning. 
any other fellas before I move forward. Cool. Any of the ladies want to say good morning? I'm surprised I didn't say nothing. <laughs> good morning, Dion. It's pretty Patrice. Happy March. Hi, pretty. Happy March. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Happy March to you. I love you. Good morning, Mother. Happy March to you as well. <laughs> morning, Dion. Happy March. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Miss Laquita. Happy March. Hi, Laquita. Good morning, my friends. <laughs> good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. We are marching into March. Hey, Let's Prosperous. Go. We are. Let's do it. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. Have a marvelous march. Declare victory. Love y'all. Good morning, Barb. Dion, can you tell me about the uh, fast for today? Absolutely. I'll call you after. It's simple. We just we just push our plate back from now. Just do water. If you've not, I know you got to take your medicine, so if you don't have to eat something. Just kill meat. Stay off the phone. Pray, read your word. I'll tell you a little bit more. I'll call you later. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Dion. It's Persistence. Hi, Persistence. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Dee. Oh, hey, Krishanda. And hey, and hey, Dee. Good morning. Hey, I wanted to say it's my oldest niece's 38th birthday, so me and her are officially the same age on March 1st. Amen. <laughs> Live. <laughs> good morning, Dion. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Good morning. Happy March. Good morning. Happy Eva. March to you. Good morning, everyone. This is Lori. Hey, Lori. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. This is Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. It's Asha. Hey, Asha. Good morning. Good morning, Dee. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey, Shell. <laughs> Anybody else before we go into the love, life, and victory conversation? Good <clears throat> morning, Dion. Diamond in the back. And sunroof top. Good morning. Amen. Um, if there's not anyone else, we'll go ahead and go into um, the Love, Life, and Victory dialogue. Um, hopefully this month will breed lots and lots of questions. Um, questions that make you uncomfortable. Questions that you begin to ask yourself for yourself, not for anybody else, but like in, you guys know, I've 
talk sales, marketing, strategy, branding talk. So in sales and marketing, we call this the discovery fact-finding phase, right? After you go through the rapport-building phase, you, you kind of want to know where do you see yourself? How How can you identify what your need is with regard to understanding you, understanding um are you a person that just says, that's just how I am? I'm, listen, 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 that's just how I am thing. I have you stuck for eternity. <laughs> Anything that is not growing and becoming is literally dying. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary with regard to the share? Y'all know I ain't hey, scared of the silence. Hey, good hey, morning. Um, so this is um, amazing. And you said a few things. Um, one of the things was your identity was set and established before the law was formed. Um, and I believe in Psalm 139, it says before every day, every moment of your life was written out before our second ever played out. So... I realized that um, because our identity was already written before we were formed, we have to come into agreement with it and then ask Holy Spirit to, to allow us to see and have a revelation of what it is we are purposed to do. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's to- totally true. <clears throat> totally, totally true. Let me let me give you guys something because this is this is one of those um, those conversations that chances are um, the love life and victory conversation will be a little bit of a challenge. But let me let me tell you why. The majority, well, this is this is my perspective. I won't say this is just word documented, but we we live a life and culture for so many years. Um, being told how to act, how to behave, how to think, how to feel. We spend so much time um, becoming what we are told to be um, as opposed to living from what we were created to be, right? And so it's kind of like a parcel of land. Let, Let me give you a visual example. If if I have a field um, and there are toys there and um, old Barbie dolls and maybe a bottle or a penny or whatever, and, and as time goes on, life happens and it gets covered up um, and then new things are added over the top of that existence and it just happens over and over again. The reality is that that fresh soil is still at the bottom, but you have to dig out certain things. You have to remove old systems. And 90% of the time, I know for me personally, um, struggling with um, low self-esteem, dealing with um, being fearful and, you know, all the things that come from our experiences and our exposure, if you don't do the work, uh, for some people, they call it shadow work. Uh, if you don't do the work of your history in order to dismantle the old systems, the old ideas, the old beliefs that have bound you to this 
personality that you've created, um, again, I say this all the time, to survive, to be accepted. And the truth is, the word says that we are accepted in the beloved. We don't have to do anything additionally to be accepted by Abba. We don't have to do any antics or tricks or magic tricks or anything to get to who he already said we were. All we have to do is come into alignment and agreement with what he's already said about us from the foundation of the earth. That's the key work. God, what am I supposed to be learning right here? (laughs) What am I supposed to be unwrapping or dismantling right here? Does anyone on the call, let me do this because I want to do this a different way. Is there anybody on the call for real that you can say, um, and and we end up here all the time. You you just don't know what to do. You don't know purpose-wise. You don't know um, really what you're here for. Anybody that can be honest and say, I know once upon a time, I just, I didn't know. I thought I was a hairdresser. I I promise, I I meant I was going to make myself a hairdresser, even though I did hair. (laughs) I thought that was my identity. Anybody? Amen. This is persistent. (laughs) Persistent. Hold on one second. Who else was that? So just so we can have it. Asha. Asha? Okay. Yeah. All right. Persistent, go ahead, and then Asha, you go after her. Um, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. I mean, I have ideas. I want to say I don't want to say I'm clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, I just stay in the Word of God. I just stay at His feet, and I just keep my ears open. And I mean, I'm absorbing everything I can possibly do. More time with Him. Um, and I always stay in the vein of you got to ask the right questions. It's all that's mm-hmm. all, that's what's been lately in my head. Uh, I have discovered some things about myself, mm-hmm. absolutely, and um, you know I'm I'm turning away from those things, repenting, because um, a lot of things I have buried and they've come up. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't quite know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, and I, I hopefully I've said enough. Yeah. I get it. I understand. I get it. Thank you for um, being that vulnerable and transparent. Um, I appreciate that. I'm gonna. I'll address it in a second. I should go ahead, babe. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, I don't know as well. I feel. Um, I feel that it's certain things, but I'm just. You know, I'm not as certain as well, and I'm just trying to continue to um, pray and stay focused so I can hear his voice when he is um, speaking to me so that I, when when it's time, I will know exactly and not be confused. Very, very good. And and that, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. I think acknowledgement is the, the very beginning of um, even beginning to walk into being enlightened. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah, I want to share something. Okay, so Shirley and who else? Who else was that? This is Prosperous. And okay. So go go ahead, Shirley, and then go ahead, Prosperous. 
Yeah. Um, actually, I uh, was in a sign ministry before I went to school for it, and I established a sign ministry at my church because I knew I was I was um, skilled at it, and I just knew that was my identity until they ended the sign ministry, and I was devastated because I was I I identified myself only to that, and I was lost for about three years until I went to another church and she said, um, quit um, going to a church and trying to figure out God will reveal it to you. And he bring me back to my first love, which I completely forgot, which is community service. And I used to do that prior to it. So he really revealed to me once I allow him to be in charge. And, um, and, and so, yeah. Um, but that's what I I had to go through a three year of losing myself to him for him to really identify what he wants from me. Mm, very good. H- have you identified it, Michelle? I I am. I'm now walking into it, and now I'm starting an outreach myself because this is something I truly love to do. And if God, if that, if if the sign ministry wouldn't have ended, I would have never remembered what I truly loved doing from the very beginning. So he brought me back to my first love, which is um, outreach and community service. Very, very good. I love it. So so when you say sign ministry, you mean ESL, like sign language? Oh, yeah, sign language. Okay. And, we, and we had deaf members, and then we, uh, uh, the pastor allowed me to establish a deaf ministry. We had it for five years, and then he just stopped. Uh, they felt it wasn't necessary, right? I was upset because I didn't know where to tell the deaf members where to go to because they were coming to us. And so it, I, I felt lost. And I didn't know where to go to. And I went to church and she said, don't search for a church for that reason. Just go to church and God will reveal to you what your purpose is. Just trust him in the process. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good, and and don't consider because one of one of the things that we get a little bit confounded in is trying to make it this or that, when quite often it's this and that. Oh, that's good. That's, Thank you. Right. So so don't don't because I I assure you, and this is just from experience as as outreach and community service is is my thing. There are lots of deaf people in the community that somebody has to translate their gibberish because they never actually learned how to sign. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Even if you train people to sign to, you know, so so don't don't dismantle the idea of that being part of it. That's oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Don't 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 erase signing completely no, out. But it's, okay. Thank you. Absolutely not. Hold on to that idea. Because chances okay. are it'll it'll come back into place. For for me, okay. uh, mm-hmm. it, it all it all full circles in, in real life. It all it all full circles. Rain, shine, sleet, or snow. It all something comes from it. Amen. Amen. Um, go ahead, prosperous. Ooh, so I'm gonna a piggyback a little bit on what you had, what that conversation that just happened right now here, um, that this and that part, um, I'm going to try to make this real fast. Um, 
God shows me a lot of times things that happen in the um, physical, it reflects spiritually and how he works. So uh, I have talked a lot of, I'm sorry to make this fast. You know, some of you guys know that I, I'm really just passionate and really interested in the uh, civil rights movement and just um, social justice. It's just in my DNA. I, I, I just, it's in my DNA, right? I just, it's like a drawing. I think you were, you had said a scripture about how God will draw you. He's created me in my form, my mother's womb. So long story short is I was just randomly watching this show, um, Loudmouth. It's by Al Sharpton. And I, I've always heard him and like what he said. I, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I listen, not to every single thing he says, but just certain things. Long story short is I was looking at the history because I love history on this um, documentary that he has out and comes to find out that I have a relative who was a civil rights attorney. And this was in the 80s of a very large, large case in New York. And I, how I found out is they said the name, same last name as me, called my mom. I was like, mom, is dad related to? And she's like, yeah, da, 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 da. You know, because a lot of times our parents and those elderly people, they have so much wisdom and they share a lot about our history. And when you're a kid, you don't really pay much attention. And she's like, yeah, that's your father's um, brother's son. And I then I started just getting going on this thing of looking up like um, images of, I wanted to see what his, because his, um, my dad was older, but his, his, the father, the brother was older. And I looked him up and I just saw that man and he, I just saw my dad in him. And it was just like a, I just got this not eerie, but just this thing like, wow, you know, there's certain things that we want to embrace. I'm just want to say how God has created us too. Of course, there's things we need to um, work on and clean the, the, um, the, the things that we need to clean out, but there's also things that we might want to embrace. And a lot of times, sometimes noise can get in your ear. People will be like, oh, you should do this or you should do that. But there was that drawing in your spirit that takes you a certain way. And don't, don't, and, and you can do this and that, just like you were sharing with the person before. Okay, <laughs> I hope I got all that out. Have a blessed day, everyone. Amen. You as well. That's that's good. And, and I believe that we all have <clears throat> the ability to locate what's m- most important for us. And keep in mind, sometimes it's not in the church. How about that? Sometimes it's in the marketplace. Sometimes it's in um, politics because you got to have people. Sometimes it's in entertainment. And everybody will not always understand what God is calling you to or why he's calling you to it, right? It's all part of the process. It's par for the course. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Hi, this is Lauren. Hey, hold on oh. one second. Who was that? The first person? This, this is Lori. Hey, Lori. And who else was that behind her? It's me. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Go ahead, Lori. And then Lisa. Okay. Um, so I, I was just going to say, I so for me, I always, um, I became a teacher, and I've been told that, you know, that's, that might be like my, my niche or whatever, but I don't necessarily feel that. I became a teacher because my mom was a teacher and it was just easy to kind of slide into that uh into that profession. And but I I oftentimes feel like it's 
it's something else that, like, I need to be doing, but I just don't know what, and I don't know how to find that. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank Hi. you for sharing. Go ahead, Lisa. Good morning. Amazing. Great, great, great. You were just on a roll, and it was just falling, flying, flowing like living water just off your lips, and so we know you were in your vein. Amazing share. Um, identity. Uh, I think about, like, it's so important, and I think the main lesson is we got to know who we are before anything else, before the why or the what. As long as we know the who we are, when we get to the why and the what, everything else will be okay as long as we maintain the who, right? So thinking about, like, the purpose-driven life, that book is still, like, on the bestsellers list, I think. It's sold millions of copies. It's been translated into several different languages. So for those of us that may be still struggling about why am I here, we're, we're not alone or you're not alone because people all over the world, saved and unsaved, still trying to figure it out, right? Why am I here? And I think when we are struggling with that, if we don't get the basics about who I am in him, we'll never figure out why am I here and what I'm supposed to be doing with that. I'm thinking about, and and while you were talking, Dion, I was thinking about, okay, what gifts and talents and abilities has he given us? And then use that as a vantage point. What has he given me and gifted me to do? And use that to, like um, the sister was just talking about, am I gifted to teach? Okay, then I know that's got to be part of what I've been called and created to do. Back in the Old Testament, they didn't get a choice. They came through a lineage of who they were born into and the family they were born into. If you were born into this tribe of Levites, then you were part of the priestly heritage. You did that, right? Right. (laughs) Right. You didn't get no choice. And they didn't complain about it. At least we didn't hear about it. They weren't writing about it. They did what they were born into. No different than they were named and then they walked into what they were named. They understood So I know for us, we get these choices, we get confused, and now we get parents that say, you're going to be this. (laughs) Now we force people, right? And and they don't Mm -hmm. want to be that. They they don't get a chance to discover. And they probably had a problem with go somewhere and sit down and don't ask no questions. And then we don't Mm -hmm. give them a chance to explore like life and and the possibilities. So we cap them and limit, limit their capacity to even learn and ask questions. So so I'm glad today you kicked it off nicely. Thank you for that. We, we do have an opportunity, and it doesn't matter how old you are, and don't let nobody shame you for not knowing. Here's another thing. Even when you think you know what you're supposed to be doing, God still has more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's always more and more possibilities, and just when we think we got it figured out, wait. He still has more for us to do. So thank you. Man. Snatch <laughs> <laughs> you right back there. You and I like you. I love you. I love that. Thank you. absolutely like you, too. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Listen, a lot, there are moments, and, and don't get it twisted. What I understand today um, that took me 50 years to discover, I was created to build, y'all. That's my, my job is to build things. My job is to create systems, 
right, and processes. My job is to help people develop and cultivate their why for this season, right? And every day I learn something new about how he made my thought process, about how he built my heart. And 90% of the time, for real, when you start unpacking all that toxic stuff, all the things that you put in place, I finally figured out I don't have to defend myself. I don't care what you think of me. That ain't none of my business. I don't care about your perspective of who you think I am. I know who God says I am today. And the that more part. I face after him, the more I discover I was built for this, right? Every time there's a, an experience that is not favorable in my mind, it reveals um, a greater level of empathy and compassion in my heart that I didn't even know existed. Like real talk, They're, the closer you get to identity, the easier it is to forgive. That's a, that's a real thing because that forgiveness puts into play that you have the capacity. It's like when Jabez said, in spite of my name, in spite of what they call me, Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. And the more you grab a hold of the truth of who God says you are, I don't care what your mama said. I don't care what your daddy said. You still got options. There's still more. Amen. Anybody else? Because I listen, I was hey. going to Pam. It's hey, Didi. So, hey, Didi. I heard. Hold on. Okay. I heard somebody else trying to jump in so I can get an order. Who else was that? Okay, Sheila. Somebody else was going to say something when Dee Dee was talking. Who was that? All right, Dee, go ahead. It, it might be the kids in the background because they're here. Okay. So anyway, you said so much wonderful, wonderful identity. It's just a great topic, grateful for the month of March. But when you were talking about saying stuff or being told you're just like your daddy or you're just like your mama, whatever, that's a word curse. And so for some people, that's what they've lived, right? So you might be 40, 50, whatever, but if you've been told that and not saying daddy was this or mama was that, but if that's all you've had to identify with, there is confusion. I'm just grateful that I've learned that I was created fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, so for the longest, what I would do, and I don't know if anybody else can understand what I'm saying, I was comparing myself to my sister and my brother from my mom because to me, being the youngest, I'm the darkest, I'm the heaviest, I'm all the, you know, so that was my thing for years until I understood that I am uniquely made. And even though I do have some of my daddy's traits and some of my mother's traits, I got the best of both. So it's okay. And so we can't live in that, it, the negative part of that, if we've been told that, and even with my three, I've never been that mother to say, you just like your dad, because especially with our money, there's so many daddy things, you know, back and forth. You have to be careful not to, to, to put that on children, if that makes sense, because we have to know that even if we've been told certain things, like you said, grandmama, because people don't really understand the damage that they do when they say stuff like that. And it will uh, interfere with your identity if you if you don't know who you are and whose you are. But even with saying that, we got to really know it. Right, not just because you know somebody told you, but to really know that you know. And so I'm grateful that I know that because I have struggled for years with my identity because of watching my sister, and my brother. I hope that makes sense. Make complete sense. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh huh. Hey, this is Gloria. 
Thank you. I appreciate um, this declaration this morning and, and just thinking about my own walk and how uh, God is blessing blessing me to come to understand, understand and to um, accept and appreciate my identity. I, I, I can say that I've learned over the last few years that I, I am I am a forgiving person because Christ has forgiven me and he's given me the capacity to forgive. And the effect of knowing who I am and, and um, not just about the forgiving, but about uh, what he's called me to do, the weight has, has come off. It has not come back. And I've been blessed to be able to release some people so that they can go on with their life out of the judgments that I held against them. So I'm appreciative. I'm looking forward to what is to come because I know he who has begun a good work in me, in all of us, is well mm-hmm. able to bring to completion. So the more I see him do, the more I'm expecting to see him do. I appreciate you. I love you for your uh, help and partnership on this journey and for Declare Victory. Amen. Amen. Um, Gloria, I'm going to have you do something if you are in a position to in just a second. And I'm going to I'm going to preface it really quick. Um, Gloria and I started doing some shadow work. Um, I'm sharing this and I'll, I'll let you tell what what you want to tell of it. Um, but how much weight did you lose, Gloria? Uh, so far, 15 pounds. All right. So <clears throat> a lot of times. Um, when when you are walking in the identity that you created to protect yourself, um, you put on physical weight as a result of the emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial weight, right? <clears throat> and so with one question, um, Gloria was able to unpack several layers of her life, but it didn't just unpack the layers for her. It also opened the door for um, some of the people she was holding hostage to her process to release them into the next phase of their life. This is the part I'm, I'm trying to get out. A lot of times when we are unsure of our identity, we hold people hostage from theirs because of our lack of identity. It's not intentional. It's like a chain reaction. So, Gloria, you want to share what, what what just happened recently as a result, for real, of a decision that you made? And you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, I'm going I'm to try to be brief because I'm, I'm at work and I don't want to start crying too much. Um, but what happened was, long story short, I, after I became free of my, my perceived identity of who I was, and I came to know who I am as God's child, and that I was not locked up in the bondage to a marriage that didn't work, and I was not um, a failure because it didn't work. After I released myself from that, forgave my ex, had a communication with someone who's been waiting, and well, he was been dealing with for over 20 years. Forgave, I had a conversation with her. They are now about to get married, and all is well. God is good. That's the short right. version of it. But, but just to be able to have the freedom to to sit with um, the lady, she didn't have anything to do with he and I, but for 20 years, 
she had been trying to make relationship with me. Um, and I was like, eh, I don't need all that because I was still in bondage to my idea of, uh, not that I wanted the marriage to have worked, but my idea about why it didn't work and all of that. And so I forgave him. I, 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 and I forgave myself. I was able to forgive him and then to embrace her and release her. And so God is good. So it's all good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. There are levels to this, y'all. Real talk. There are levels to this. But one action created a reaction of liberating folks. One at a time. And so um, you'd be surprised what it looks like when you give yourself permission to operate in freedom. Yes, yeah. go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I do have to say this. The one question that Dion asked me was, who are you? And when I, you know, and she wasn't asking me like who I am, but you know, my name. You know, are you that? Is that you? And so it, I mean, it just, it was like the floodgates just opened. And I laughed, I said, I, I, it took me, uh, let me think, uh, 40 years of being in bondage to an idea, um, 41 minutes, no, I'm sorry, 40 minutes to take a drive, $41 to get released. For, for, from 40 years of false identity. Mm. I'm going back on mute. Mm. That's a big deal. Wow. It's real stuff, though. Like, seriously. It's real stuff. Hey, man. Anybody else? Anybody else? Y'all getting deep on me this morning. <laughs> Y'all getting deep on me this morning. <laughs> the, uh, look, yeah, yes, brother. That's large. My mother sent me to live with my dad when I was 17. And uh, I lived with him for two years before I moved out and got my own place. And one day, <clears throat> he was coming in from work and he was walking down the sidewalk, right? the apartment and I was looking at him right and I saw myself in him and it's like I looked like him I had his mannerism I had his skin tone it's like it, it, it went through me I felt something I like whoa I was a younger version of him, right? So uh, there was a connection there. But when it comes to, that that was a physical and a natural, right? But, you know, God created me. You know, and he knew me from my mother's womb and all of that. Uh, and and actually, around the same time, you know, I had gotten saved and I was in the church. 
right? But my identity as a Christian, well, I was I was a babe in Christ, right? So I still didn't have the connection. Oh my God. I still didn't have a connection mentally and spiritually who I was in Christ. All I was doing was following the teachings of Christ, right? And eventually I backslid because I did not have a mentor to uh, help and direct me to walk out my, my own soul salvation. And and it wasn't until, you know, I, you know, I got clean and serene, sober and all that, and came back to the church, right, that now I'm, I have a deeper understanding, a deeper revelation of who I am in Christ Jesus. So whether or not, you know, I was a hairdresser or a custodian or a, a senator or whatever, that, those are just things that I do, but that's not who I am. Yeah, say it, Jeff. So, <laughs> you know, man, it's like it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. Jeff walking in who he is in Christ Jesus is spiritual. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm being transformed into the image of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I when I looked at my father walking down the sidewalk and I saw myself I like whoa, but I, at the t- I, it didn't. It's I have to see myself in Christ Jesus. Oh my God, we Jeff have to see himself. Oh my God, mm, that's good stuff. I have to see you myself know. as God' words tells me who I am. <laughs> Oh my mm-hmm. God! Mm-hmm. Y'all get deep on me this morning. I, 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 was, I was trying to make, I was trying to get something out. Get you know, but I, you, I think you get where I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say. I, I, I heard you. I heard you. Yeah. That's good stuff, and it's good to hear a man say it. It's good to hear a man say it. I love you, man. A whole bunch. I appreciate you, Claire Victory. I appreciate you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? We got a couple more minutes. Hey, good morning, Dion. This is Jr. How are you? I'm phenomenal, Jr. Good morning. Good morning. It's um, I wasn't gonna say nothing. Um, I really wasn't. Every time I say something, I'm not gonna say nothing. But it's <laughs> just like this conversation. Um, has been in the forefront of um, my mind in these last couple of days. Um, And I remember uh, recently you had made a statement how, you know, we go to church and, and, um, you know, we may praise the Lord and sing and dance and all like that, but 
but there's more, you know, and that really resonated with me. And and just like just like some of the other um, folks that had uh, shared this morning, like I have I have never. It almost makes me want to cry, right? Mm-hmm. I have never known what like my calling was like i had i have never known what i really was supposed to do like of course i'm supposed to be uh uh responsible productive like i understand like i'm supposed to glorify god i understand like all that and then i then i hear you know the change comes when you see yourself as God sees you, right? But I, it's like I never knew because my my growth was always limited to um, just getting a job, you know, mm-hmm. just get a job and take care of yourself. Just you know, because I was I was taught that responsibility makes a man, nothing mm-hmm. else. And mm-hmm. and I, I just and and then the comparison, like another sister shared, um, like I always like compared myself to people, and just like Jeff was saying, you know, and a lot of times in this society, we think that what we do is who we are, and I compared wow. myself to my brother, you know, my brother for a long time, I, and I love my brother. It's only. He and I, you know, and my brother practices medicine, and he was, like, gifted with uh, intelligence, graduated from high school early, went straight through college, went straight through medical school, like, nonstop, right? And I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, damn, you know, that's a hard act to follow right there, you know? But just recently, you know, I'm I'm at a place in my life, um, you know, I... I'm single, uh, 90, 95, 90% of the time, I'm always by myself. And I've been asking myself, man, like, what, what the heck, you know, what is going on? Like, it's got, I know it's more, but I don't know what the more is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so this, this conversation is like, um, it's, it's more than deep, like it just hit, just hits me in the gut, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, I I want what other people want. Like, I like to be married one day and all that stuff. But what what is it? Like, what what that's am I good. supposed to be doing? You know, that's that's good. That's see, but that so so I have the Holy Spirit gave me this method of processing my information several years ago. He said, Dion, you don't get the right answers because you don't ask the right questions. <clears throat> That question that you just posed, and and I wanna I wanna put this all together for anybody that's listening. Um, as you pursue purpose, one of the things that I know about men is when men are not operating fully in their purpose, there are bumps that you encounter because you are outside of purpose. You are out of alignment. There are bumps that happen in relationships, and most of the time, and this is just my personal um, perception. Um, based on experience, when a man does not know what he was created to do, um, does not know what he was designed to do, 
um, he struggles with loving himself effectively, right? So the Bible says, um, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Well, in order for you to effectively love your uh, love Christ, you got to first identify what you stand in so you can love you. And then there's recipro- reciprocity. But outside of that, it usually ends up lending to a lot of confusion. This This is how you know what your purpose is. And this is for everybody that's listening. If you go back to when you were a little kid, um, maybe even a teenager, there are certain things that you'll recall and reflect on, but a lot of times we bury it under all of the different personas based on rejection and abandonment here and there and, and perceived failures. So we don't really get to do the deep diving, the deep work of identifying it. I have always, from eight or nine years old, built business. I have always spoken in front of people um, with a a tenacity that I couldn't even explain. As a kid, I have always started a business from scratch. I have, I mean, all my whole entire life, right? It's all that I've done. I was created to do that. More than anything, you know that what it is that you do, if it only serves you, it is not purpose. It is process. When you understand that your purpose will always impact others, you know that that's where you're tracking properly. A job serves you. Um, A business, an idea, an invention, um, a, 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 a a study group or whatever it is. So even with what you just said, Jr., <clears throat> about spending all the time that you spend by yourself, ought to put an unction in you to change how you do that. Even if it's you starting a men's group, <laughs> right? Because it, it wouldn't just be serving you. It would be serving other men who feel just like you feel, Right? And what happens is you'll start to find that everybody starts to discover their what when you collaborate. That isolation thing will keep you out of purpose. That's just my experience. I hope I said something that made sense. You did. I'm 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 wow, I'm I'm thinking about it. I, I appreciate you, Dion. Thank you. Absolutely. 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 Hey, good morning. Uh-oh. <laughs> you could go first, whoever you are. Whoever I am. It's Rochelle. Okay, I, I, oh. I am me. Um, so, Dion, I just mm-hmm. want to say one thing. First of all, when I woke up this morning and I turned my phone on, the first thing that I saw was Sabrina's post for increased media. That right there was so dope. Sometimes we need people to help us identify or help us to identify who we are. And when I started to read the post and I said, oh, my God, that's so dope. I, I And I say that because sometimes it takes, <laughs> you got a friend in me, to be able to push you out there a little bit and help you to realize who you are. And, and I think about the times when I'm riding in the car and I'm in the passenger seat and somebody will cut 
you know, my son, my husband, whoever driving out, toot the horn because they didn't do it. Sometimes you have to have those friends to toot that horn to acknowledge, get out of my friend's way or here come my friend. So I appreciate that. That just touched my heart this morning. I just, sometimes we just, we need help with our identity. We might know who we are. We might, might know, you know, what, think what our purpose is or what we're trying to do. But sometimes it takes somebody with some steel toe boots, the cuddly teddy bear, the radical midwife. And, and um, I would say my first lady, to put your hands on our back to be able to help us and push us to the identity and not allow us to shrivel up and say, eh, I can't do it, not right now. So I just want to publicly say I love you too, to the moon and back and so much further than that. So thank you. Great post. Great share. Amen. Hey, can I say something to JR real quick? Um, if you don't mind. JR, when you were speaking, I heard um, you had said a couple of things. That, um, first, you said when you're talking about, I think it was your brother um, with his um, accolades, and you said that's a hard act to follow. So I just want to tell you in lovingness that we want to follow God. And with that, when you were talking, I heard, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all else will be added to you. So I just want to share that. And then one last thing, when I saw my uh, um, my uncle, so my brother, my dad's father, and when I looked at his picture, I didn't just see the picture. I saw those prayers again when I talked about, you know, I know I'm where I am now because of people who came before me. And I thank God I did come from a God-fearing um, family, parents, grandparents. I'm just so thankful. And um, I do believe that God gave us life and he, I will have it abundantly, just like my rest of my generation. And not only that, I'm going to continue to pray for those behind me those who come up behind me, even everyone on this call, your children, my nephews, their kids, like prayer works. I, I mean, I'm walking in it. That's all. Love you. Very good. <clears throat> Very good. Good morning, hey, so, oh, okay. Go good, good morning, Ju Juliet, and who else? Was that Lisa? Tan. Tan. Oh, Tan. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead, Ju. Yeah, um, you know, I'm sitting here listening to you and, uh, it's, this is so much, so so powerful to me. I've just been thinking. Um, you, you asked a question about your childhood. Now, when I was thinking about my childhood, my child, my mother introduced me to. I don't know if you remember this the show That's Entertainment, where you watched all the stuff with like Fred Astaire mm -hmm. and Rogers. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I was brought up in that, you know, and that has, you know, when I think about my childhood. That was my, you know, singing and dancing and, you know, writing. That was, you know, who I am, what, who, what I, what brought me joy. And um, so for a long time, though, because, you know, you have other gifts in, of the spirit, like different things that are brought out, like being able to, like, um, you know, prayer or healing or whatever, you know, I was taught that, like, singing and stuff like that is usually the natural gift. I mean, it could be used, but it's, like, more of a natural gift. It's not, like, a, a spiritual gift. So part of my, my battle has been, okay, but this is who, this is what what I seem to, like, you know, wake up thinking about. I'm thinking about this all the time. Some music is always in my head. I'm always, a song is always coming to me. And, uh, you know, for a lot of, for a, lot, um, a great deal of my life, 
it's been hard for me to retain information, but I found that when I put stuff to music, then, you know, I get, it, it, it sticks. So a lot of the word that has, you know, that I have acquired is because um, the Lord would take that word and he would put it into a song. And then I remember the scriptures, right? So last year, you know, so like, okay, you know, I have all this music. I should be doing something with this. I should be, I should have a CD. Cause everybody asks you when I'm saying like, do you have a CD? No, I don't have a CD. I'm, so I'm thinking, I'm feeling like I'm not reaching my potential because I'm, you know, I haven't done this or that. So the Lord was like, but you know, what have I given you? What is in your hand that I have given you to do that you can, like you said, that thing that you do should, you should want to share it with others. And that's the one thing that gives me pleasure too, is to share the word of God the way God gave the word to me. So last year, the Lord had me to ask our pastor, could my husband and I lead out in the service doing scripture songs? And for that year, it was like, I felt in my zone. I felt like this was, I was being able to teach people the word of God the way that he brought it to me. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, for a long time, this whole, I mean, music is a part of me, but I was like, this is not, mm-mm. You know, I keep pushing it down because it's, what I've taught was like it's more of a natural thing, not, it's something that, you know, God has more. But he's told me to use what I have. So, if this has been very enlightening, what you just said to me, I want to say that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's all par for the course. Amen. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, so I just wanted to say that um, for for those of you that are, you know, several people have said they don't know their purpose. Um, it's a common it's a common thing, and um, one of the things that you said in your incredible declaration was um, towards the end, or maybe it was during the share that if we don't ask the right questions, we won't get the right, we won't get the right answers. But to to add to that, if we're not postured or positioned to receive the answers, we'll miss them as well. And mm-hmm. so um, I wanted to give you guys just something really practical that I did, because I was where you are um, uh, just 12 years ago. So I'm 62. I'll be 63 in June. I, um, at 50, um, prior to that, I had been feeling very uncomfortable, um, just being sick and tired of the way things were, and asking my question, myself that question, what am I here for? Like, what, what else am I, there has to be more to life than going to work, coming home, cooking dinner, you know, whatever it, those things, those things, but there has to be more to life than this. And I'm saved, and I love Jesus, and I work effectively in the church, but is that what I'm, is that what I'm called to do? Um, and it's cool if it is, but God, I just need you to make it plain to me. So I made a decision. I made a decision to set everything out and to, I made a decision along with this to go on a fast. And I made the decision, not that the fast was going to empower me, the fast was going to allow me to, um, the, the fast was going to allow me to um, be positioned to hear from God because I'm shutting down everything, right? And so Carl happened to be out of, Carl was still living. He happened to be out of town. 
And I made a decision, I'm going to fast until I get an answer. And I'm going to get my writing utensils. I usually type, but I decided I was going to get a pen and pad. And I had it ready so that when God gave me the answer, I didn't have to go. Because my expectation was, I'm not stopping until you give me an answer. Kind of like what Jacob did when he wrestled with the angel. And he said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. And like my, my faith was like my intention was, I'm going to have an answer when this is all done, and I'm not accepting anything less, right? So I did, I do that, and I don't remember what day it was. I wasn't, I didn't even care. I remember as clear as it is today, the Lord downloaded my purpose, and I wrote it down. And there are three primary things that I'm supposed to do and that I follow to this day teach, to write, and to serve. And so what I want to ask, what I'm going to challenge you to do is ask the question, what is it that you want to know? And make a decision that you're going to get the answer and make a decision that you're going to quiet yourself. You're going to posture yourself so you can hear God speak. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, you got to establish that first. Because God is not obligated to do anything for you or give you anything if you don't have an established relationship. And that is simply asking him to forgive you of your sins um, and confessing that you believe that his son Jesus died for you, that he rose for, uh, again, and that he, he inviting him into your life so that he can be the Lord of your life. Now you've established your relationship. Next, you can ask because he wants to, you got to understand, he wants to give you the answer. He literally wants to. Last thing is employing the help of the Holy Spirit. We just went through an entire month talking about the Holy Spirit and how he is. I use the word our paracletos, our, our, our paraclete. Who, that means he is our helper. And so I hope that that helps you make a decision that you want the answer, form, formulate the question or the question, and then prep yourself to be ready to receive the answer or the answers. That's it. Super important. <laughs> Super important. Krishanda, great declaration. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in school. I am listening. Um, if I have to say one thing that I feel like I've been, um, been identified as, one of the things that I am is um, since a little girl, I was been I have been a diplomat. So even in my work, even as a child on the playground, helping people to see both sides of the story, bringing people together um, to create peace. Um, that's one. Um, but as Lisa said, all I know is that he has said, "But wait, there's more for all of us." Um, yesterday we were talking in Butterfield's class, and as he was teaching us, I could just hear, just remembering going back to the garden and how he, you know, blew breath into us and said, that's good. So having to take off everything from the world to going back to what he originally created us to be, there's so many layers that are nothing like what he has purpose for us. So I'm excited about this month. I thank you for your teaching, and God bless you. Going back on mute. Amen. Amen. 
um, hopefully this this conversation will take you into a place of really interrogating the father about your life. Sometimes, for real, um, I, I call it, sometimes I get up in God's face and be like, listen, you're going to give me some answers today. I'm not, listen, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's what. I don't know who's who, but I know this. You didn't put me here to be basic. You didn't put me here to be regular. You didn't send me here to be average. You didn't send me here to be forgettable. There is nothing forgettable about you. So why would I be created in your likeness and in your image and leave this earth without leaving a mark on it? It is our responsibility as kingdom citizens to own our legal authority as believers. And in so doing, our sole responsibility is to live a life before men that brings glory and honor to God, right? And, and what happens as a result of that, the outcome is always that someone else's life is impacted. There are people whose lives um, I've been a part of that you may never hear about. For some people, it's on the stage. For me, I go from house to house, right? I'll go wherever I need to, trenches, uh, <laughs> whatever I need to do. If it's take care of a sick parent for somebody that I know, well, I don't, I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, it's my responsibility to operate in it from a place of authority and rulership because I was created to rule and to reign, to have dominion in the earth, not because of what I did, but because of what he created me to be and to flow in. Right, So get to a place where you're not afraid to ask God hard questions for fear of disappointment because you don't necessarily understand the answer. And lots of times we don't. Right? We don't. Amen. Anybody else? And then we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We are after. Good morning. This is I just Juanita. Have hey, Juanita. Okay. Was there somebody else saying something? It, it was. It yeah, was. Go ahead. Go you. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, you know, um, you know, before um, in the in some previous declarations, I know that we have discussed about who we are. You know, if you can identify or understand who you are in Christ, you know, and I have, um, you know, I have questioned that. What am I? you know, what God created me to do. And, I, and I've learned and still learning um, that a lot of things that I do is who God created me to, to be is like um, a giver and um, an encourager. You know, um, I um, do a lot of encouraging, and I do notice that, you know, um, I notice, you know, that there was a lot of people that always will um, – Come to me, you know, for with certain things, and I be like, you know, why are you asking me? Like, I don't have all the answers, you know. But God would always give me something to give, you know. And I just thank God for how He used me in that. But I know that He has more for me, um, and I've really been seeking out that more, um, doing some Bible study, some um, get you know, getting together, um, studying the the Word of God with someone else, you know, and um, which has helped me a lot, even though we 
read these scriptures over and over again, you just get a different revelation on it. You just get a different understanding on it when you, um, you know, reading it out loud and reading it um, again, you know, and over, you know, whatever. You know, I just thank God that um, for this line, I thank God for you, Dion. I thank God for how he created you to be um, because you have really blessed me, you know, and blessed my life with this car line. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing. Go ahead, Pam, and this will be the last comment. Okay, real quick, I just want to say I was outside um, doing something real quick, and I had the phone on speaker, and this man was listening. It was when Jr. was speaking, and I love to think and believe, not just think, but believe and know that people on this call are blessing people, even if you don't know it. Like, God, you might not know everything that God has is having you do to pick up the call. And I just I want to just encourage you, but really specifically, Jr. because I was outside, and <clears throat> this young guy was walking, and I don't believe he would be looking if someone, because I had it on speaker as I'm, like, walking, and I don't believe he would have been looking if it was a woman speaking. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just like to see that, like, we're doing things, I believe, that God, um, if you just continue to stay obedient, we might not ever know everything that God's doing, and you could be blessing someone. So, just keep going and stay encouraged. Okay, that's all. Sorry, Dion. Love you. Amen. You have to be sorry. It's all good. Very good, very good. It's important. Amen. Um, yeah, great discussion. I believe we are in for an amazing month. If you know somebody that is struggling, it's one of those months that I would say invite a friend to the call, tag somebody. The flyer is always online. It would be great if you share it in such a way that um, somebody's life gets sparked into change because at the end of the day that's all this call is it's discipleship and evangelism at its finest up close and personal relational um we are real people with a real desire um to impact the lives of believers young and old you know new to christ um seasoned veterans that that, that got it all figured out because listen the more you go in the more you understand you don't got it <laughs> Can I, mean, I just say one quick thing, please? Sir, go go ahead, Sylvia. This, hi, this is Sister Sylvia. I, I really love your decoration, and identity is so important. I think that it's a crisis. Um, I know it's a crisis for young women, especially, you know, Taylor's age right now, just teenage girls trying to find out their identity, and um, it's just so important that, you know, like we talked about before, just getting something uh, going for them because they're really, really struggling with this identity and the world is telling them one thing and they just need to know who God says they are. I, I just want to say that Taylor is still struggling. Thank you, Dion. Amen. It's true. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. And just because you make a confession don't mean you snap out of it. Got to do the work. Amen. So we're at uh, 812. I'm sure everybody has business. Um, I pray that something that was said today would spark something in you um, for more, would spark something in you for next, would move you from um, the broken place um, to the place of wholeness that you were designed to operate in. Uh, I pray God bless each of you. Um, for those of you that are fasting today, and we'll meet back here at 5 p.m. Uh, for those that are not, 
We'll see you all tomorrow, which is Thursday. Have a phenomenal day. Blessings, all. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye. Have a blessed day, everyone.